to House of Hoops, episode 13. It's Monday, May 11th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman. Thank you for listening. Oh, I'm a disc jockey. What's a disc jockey? When it was time to get it lit, we got it hot like fever. Oh. Sick with the talk, the pass of your receiver. All about running the spot. And you know we got breath control, so no need to take a breather. Cardio kingpin. Subjugate the dub play. And you know we can't wait to all right, let's introduce the rest of the crew today. I've got Laddie here. What up, what up, what up? Laddie is the host of Lucky, Laddie, Lucky, and Hope in the morning on Q107.5. Q107.5. We might have Bo on later. Uh, he's busy right now. I don't know if he's going to come on or not, but we're hoping he will. On today's show, we've got a couple of movie reviews, we've got a little NBA news, Jordan documentary stuff. Um, we got our winner of the IG giveaway. I'm going to announce that. And uh, we'll see what Laddie's been up to for the last couple of weeks. We missed him last week. Yay! Um, <laughs> he's back. He's in studio and everything. In the studio. It's good stuff. Back in the building! <laughs> uh, you can reach us. On Twitter at House of Hoops, that's H-A-U-S of Hoops, and we're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for tuning in. Can you rock it like rocket fuel? All right. Thanks for coming in, Laddie. Hey, Appreciate man. you. No problem, dude. You gonna pay me now or later? How's this gonna work? Do you accept payment in coffee mugs? I do. Thanks. This is really, really fresh, <laughs> by the way. I'm sure you've already talked about this. Um, no, I haven't at all. <laughs> they just came in last week. Oh, sweet! <laughs> this uh, is awesome. There's only twenty of them forever. Limited, limited editions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jeff gave me a coffee mug that says "House of Hoops," spelled correctly. <laughs> And on the back, it is looks like Martin, right? <laughs> but it's Tony Allen on his face from Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the uh, House of Hoop logo is... Oh, it is Bernie Mac. You can see, like, the top of his head oh, right. and on, on the pants. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> 
It's a uh, the the House of Hoops logo is loosely based on the Def Jam's logo. <laughs> it's awesome. There's all kinds of uh, inspiration there. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not for sale or anything like that, but we'll be giving them away. Right for like donations, you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> Uh, like fundraiser auctions, <laughs> things like that, whatever. You know, here's what's crazy, dude. People love coffee mugs. Hey, they does, do. Who doesn't want a coffee mug, especially if it's free? I just started drinking coffee. I only have one. Oh, well, now you have two. Right. Well, I have one I drink out of. The other one is really cool. It's black. It says, have a nice day on it. And then when you turn it upside down, it's a middle finger on the bottom of it. <laughs> but like, I just figured I shouldn't carry that to work. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Somebody might be offended. <laughs> right. So we missed you last week. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's 100% my fault. That's all right, dude. You're all right. <laughs> it's just my my hours are so crazy, you know? And so when I have to be up in the morning, I kind of have to be up in the morning. So that means I have to go to bed at night. Sucks. Sucks. Dude, we didn't record till like 1130. Oh, night. well, <laughs> then it's all your fault. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> It was bad, but we had a good time doing it anyway. That's cool. We had fun. Let's see. Last week, you mentioned something about maybe trying to go out and test the environment. Right. On right. Monday. Right. How did that go? Uh, it didn't. Didn't go? <laughs> it didn't go out. I, I'm kind of torn between it because I, I'm a big introvert, or excuse me, extrovert, and I, I got to get the hell out. But like... You know, I got a girlfriend, so we go out and do places and go to certain things, go out to like a park or go out. I play by the rules to a point, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah. like you have to go out and do things. And I don't know if I'm feeling super comfortable like going into certain places for X amount of time or for yada yada. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I but, get it. But now you get to the point. I mean, everyone's going to get the damn virus. That's what it's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? It goes around. Everyone gets it. You're going to be fine or you're going to get sick for a little bit and you're going to be done. Okay. It's over. Yeah. I kind of look at it as uh, everybody's going to end up with it. We're just kind of flattening the curve, I guess. That's exactly what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. I mean, I'm not terrified of it. Right. Whatever's going to happen happens. Uh, I don't want to spread it around intentionally to anybody. That's that's the big thing. Me and my dad were out today running around, and most places were like, "If you come in, you got to wear a mask," which is cool. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't I don't care. You know, yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. You're not going to give it to me. Whatever. So be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the way I look at it. Is I'm not going to be blatantly out there going nuts. I'll pick and choose what right I, what I do and try to be responsible. Right. Try yeah, to be safe with it, man. Wash your hands. Don't cough and sneeze on people. Yeah, just be respectful. and uh, I mean, really, it's no different than how I was behaving before. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You know, like, I don't really worry about people getting in my space too much, but right. at the same time, I'm not getting in theirs. So there that's, you go. That literally is, that's that you just nailed it right there. You I just mean, nailed it. So what else are you going to do? Send you to the White House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the deal? They haven't been wearing masks at all. Yeah. Now, now they're like, oh, maybe we should wear masks. Right, right. And here's what's so funny is when they're up on stage, like, talking about it, this is like the covert team, dun-dun-dun, the SWAT team, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's wearing masks, no one's wearing gloves, and they're like, you need to wear your mask and wear your gloves. It's like, yo, a-hole, guess what? You forgot yours. Yeah, it's like they feel like they're protected or safe from it somehow. Yeah, fuck that noise. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe we should kind of, I've mentioned before, 
since there's no basketball or any sports at all. Right. Uh, there was sports, actually. Uh, what am I missing? Um, I bought 2K19 for, and I played seven games and I lost. What? Yeah. You lost. Uh, dude, I've never played it before, so I go on, I get, oh. I bought the thing real quick. I went ahead, GameStop, bought the game for Xbox One, All right. played it, lost seven games in a row. But I went straight online. Online. I, I just re-upped my gold package or whatever for Xbox One. <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go play. And I got my ass whooped. Now I get it because you were online. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Playing against some 12-year-old in fucking Pakistan kicking me in the shins. Those dudes can be rough. I used to play online. Uh, yeah, they're good. Several years ago. Yeah, it can be tough. I think I usually ran about a 50-50, like win half. Really? Yeah, That's that great. was about it. It's not bad. It's tough, man. Those guys are good. And, they, you know, everybody else is being like, oh, let me take a guess. Was everybody the Lakers and the Bucks that you played against? No, no. <laughs> it was the Lakers, but, yeah, everyone else was, they were just like, I guess they're a respected team, you know? Yeah. I was the Grizzlies most of the time. There and you then, go. Like, I, played the, I played the Rockets, too, with the Rockets for a little bit. Okay, but, that know. Houston thing. Yeah, you know, just trying to, but I just wanted to use like the old school jerseys. Yeah. You know, that's why. Yeah. Well, carries on the team. I religiously use the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies only every nice. game. Nice. So I take the losses <laughs> in the name of, You're right. in the name of respect for my yeah. team. You know, it's weird if you start, a lot of people are weird online because they'll, they'll quit at the end of the game if they think they're going to lose. It's just, I don't but know. Do you still get the victory? Yeah. Oh yeah. If they quit, whoever quits. Loses. Yeah. I haven't played online in so long. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be any good. Well, no, dude. That's what we need to do. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Yeah. I'm a, like, a, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, PS5 was coming out this year. And I'm probably going to go ahead and get one of those. I don't know. I don't have a lot of time to play video games. Yeah. Me neither. I really don't. That's why I've been all stuck up in the house. I was like, oh, the hell with it. I may try. There's a new golf game that's going to be coming out. They kind of stopped making the golf games after Tiger Woods. They did, yeah. And after that whole debacle went down with Tiger, he lost his game. <laughs> There's a new one coming out. I forget what it's called. It's uh, 2K is making it. It's a 2K yeah. golf game. Really? Yeah. And that's going to come out. Between that and, like, one basketball game, I can justify, like, buying a system. Buying a whole system? <laughs> yeah, I can. Because nice. I would love to, like... Golf video games are like the ultimate, I don't want to say, it's just a chill game. Like you don't have to be on point or anything. You can just relax, do whatever you want while you're playing. Right, right. <laughs> it's, they're fun. They're Here's what's weird though, is like the putting in the golf game, it helps me out putting in real life. Oh yeah, you see the grid, right? Absolutely right. <laughs> and like, well, you kind of see like, all right, well, if I'm going to go two inches to the left, you all literally right. have to go two inches to the left. You kind of see it just a little bit. All I mean, right. I'm not talking about it's taking strokes off my game, yeah. but it, it, it helps me putting. Right. Reading greens and seeing the slopes. That's like the most fun part about putting in real mm -hmm. life. Yeah. It's like trying to find the slope. Or, and then the rest of it is just trying to hit it the right with straight. Right. Well, hitting it straight and hitting it with the right tempo. Grip it and rip it. Yeah. Just trying to get it to the hole, not flying by it. <laughs> nice. But uh, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Something else. Oh, yeah. So 
going through the week has been what I've been doing ever since sports stopped. I just kind of like keep up with my week so that I can remember what happened all week. So let's start with Monday. Just do Monday. So Monday, I was up till probably six in the morning because we didn't stop recording until about one. God. Okay. (laughs) You know, I do a little bit of editing typically. And then it takes hours because I'm running on this like 2007 Dell over here. (laughs) It takes hours to load the audio, export the audio. Sure. It just takes forever. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Because there's no more money to invest in this. Dude, the setup's already good, man. You don't need to put any more money into it. Yeah, there's no more. It's just... A little more time consuming. If we can just get more coffee cups, I think we should be all right. Yeah, yeah. We're done with coffee mugs. That's it. There's only one run. (laughs) So I feel bad for anybody that wanted one and didn't enter the giveaway on the Instagram page because we didn't have very many entries. And we have a winner. Okay, so Tuesday, following being up till 7 in the morning, falling asleep in the studio editing, I woke up about one o'clock p.m. Gosh, okay. And uh, was work at one fifteen. <laughs> I worked that night. Uh, I went in at four or five o'clock, something like that. So yeah, I wake up at one o'clock and it's like, okay, got to get something to eat, flip on something to watch on TV, and I saw the new Seinfeld special was out, which was a little disappointing. Maybe you can watch it this week. And we'll come back and talk about it next week. Yeah, what was it about? He had a lot of observations, but it was a stand-up, right? Yeah, it was a stand-up. Okay, I saw it on. Yeah, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. It is. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. I don't know if Seinfeld's lost touch with normal people, like to relate to. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of bickering. He was just complaining a lot. Is he like the old man? Yeah, I think so. But we'll see. Uh, well, I want you to watch it, and we'll come back to it next week. So. I mean, what's wrong with the grocery store? I mean, it's a store, but is it really a grocery? <laughs> Why do we even call it a phone anymore? Is Nobody it? talks on the phone. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of that. I don't know. It's weird. In comedy, I feel like you need to have like some adversity, and Seinfeld doesn't have any adversity. He's got everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah. He's a rich man. So does that take away from his humor? Maybe. You know. Like what's he complaining about? He, he has nothing to complain about. Right. That's why he did that show, Coffee with Comedians in the Cars. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And the premise is he would drink coffee. He would go get coffee with comedians in one of his badass cars. But like I, I didn't think it was that great because he wasn't really telling jokes he was listening to somebody and it was more or less about that person. Now, yeah. granted, they were kind of funny to a point because they knew they were quote unquote on, you right. know, but it was just kind of like, all right, I'm watching you and Kevin Hart go get, con- go get stuff. And like, not everything y'all are saying is funny. Yeah. And that's okay. Cause it's kind of like a uh, reality show almost. Right. But it's like, and I think the premise is that they talk about comedy. Right. Like, that's the whole point of it. Like, how did you get started? Who was yeah. your influences? So, I mean, he's just, it's basically he's an interview, but it's a cool style. Right. You know, I mean, I, I think one of the coolest ones I saw was when he did Barack, Barack Obama, and yeah. he was in the White House at the yeah. time. And, like, 
They literally just drove around the White House lawn because they couldn't go anywhere. I like the show. I like the old cars. I like the... I like that part, but I, I honestly, I didn't care for it too much. I like the editing. I like the uh, photography that they do. I think it's I think it's well-made. It's well-produced show. Yeah. And yeah. some of the guests are better than others. Sometimes I got to watch them a couple times to catch everything. Right. But uh, I, I don't hate that show. I really don't. I'll I definitely cool. well, I'll definitely check out the stand up. Yeah, yeah, watch that special uh special and we'll uh we'll come back to it next week. Okay. That night on Tuesday when I got back from work, uh Brian had recommended a show on Netflix called Midnight Gospel. And I watched a few of those. That show is insane. It's a series? Yeah. It's an animated series. <laughs> nice. It's about a guy that he basically does a podcast and it's really uh you got to watch it to understand it it's really crazy they talk about all kinds of all manners of things and there's like a script i think too i'm trying to figure out how it's done like some of it's improvisational podcasting and some of it seems like a scripted something somebody wrote and they're just meshing the two things together Mm -hmm. and the visual part of it doesn't go along with the audio part at all it's just really strange but i liked it a lot i'm not sure exactly what's going on with it (laughs) but it is uh up there it's actually becoming quite popular it just came out i think this month yeah yeah i think you're right and it's uh it's already highly viewed and highly searched on netflix netflix i would watch it if you uh you know got nothing to do just watch one and if you like you know if you like it watch another but i enjoyed it i can't watch them all the time because there's a lot going on my brain can't my brain can't absorb all of that right it's it's some really crazy shit (laughs) that's good (laughs) and if you listen last week then brian explained it a lot better than i can but it's very good have you seen dave yeah we talked about dave last week a little dicky that's great that's a great one yeah (laughs) that's really funny it comes up and down, but yeah, they, they had their season finale, which was really good. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Dave is a good one. Wednesday, I uh, went out for the first time. Yo, Corona. Yeah, after work. How was that? It was interesting. It was okay. I wasn't too worried about it because the place I went, there wasn't many people in there. Yeah. Me and our, our buddy Pat went out for a couple beers. We definitely enjoyed ourselves. <laughs> we tried to cram in six weeks of hanging out all at once. God, okay. <laughs> shots, shots, shots. We had fun, whatever. Right. Um, did you, did you uh, sterilize when you get home? Oh, yeah. I mean, I washed my hands while I was there a couple times. Yeah. But, you know, it's the same thing as we were talking about earlier. It's, it's like I just try to be mindful of other people and. Just roll with it, man. Right. That's yeah. all you can do. I think you're right. Yeah. If if you don't want to go out, don't go out. I got a haircut today, and the lady was like, I had to wear my mask going in there, mm-hmm. so I did. And then I was like, so can I take this thing off? She's like, no. I was like, well, you have yours on. Mm. <laughs> she was like, no, I'll just work around it. I'm like, all right. Yeah, it's better. And then she cut my bangs too short, bitch. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, those masks, they don't stop everything. It's going to slow it down. It's like slow your germs down. 
Right. The two masks are better than one for sure. That is true. Right. You're doing the right thing by putting it on. You're being mindful of other people. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And you're slowing it down. That's the name of the game. Like right now, people with the with in regards to the coronavirus, people are we're, people, uh, scientists and doctors are still finding new things out about this thing. Yeah, and how it affects you. Yeah, and what it does to your system. So, I don't. There's no end game in sight. So, nope. Our our responsibility is to just flatten the curve and try not to overwhelm hospitals with cases. That's true. So, I mean, if you're going to get it, you're going to get it one way or another. It's probably going to be unknowingly. You're not going to expect it. Yeah. It's, I don't know. No, you're right. I don't know, man. True I that, just, man. I, I, we've all got to keep living. It's how you manage what you do and what you're comfortable with. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I think you just nailed it, man. Just watch out for other people and like treat yeah. them the way you want to be treated. I think you'll be all right. Yeah. It's easier said than done. What did, what did you do this week? Did you have anything earlier this week? Uh, I know you're back to work. About back to work now. We're, we're we're I mean pretty much like this, like social distancing. We're like far apart. Whatever. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, not really. Me and the uh, me and the lady friend went eight. She went back to work and with her business, so that's pretty good. She's trying to get back to normal on that end. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I was working a couple different days a week. I'd go in one day to the studio and then. He and then my co-host would go in, so we'd switch them out. Then last week we started it to where, well, at the beginning of last week we started it to where I was on Zoom, vice versa. We'd do one person would be Zoom, one person would be in the studio. Now we're all in the studio. Me and him are, and we're just trying to get back to normal. And of course, me and my girlfriend, like she's getting back to work. So it's like instead of. You know, not having to work the next day, we'd stay up till eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, oh, watching yeah. Netflix, Ozark, whatever, just doing whatever. You yeah. know, and then now she's got to go back. I'm back, so I'm just trying to get literally get back in there. And and what's weird about my job is that people don't know this, but you know, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, and by the time five, six, seven o'clock rolls around, like I'm tired. Yeah, it's just your body. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really get used to it, but. When I stay out longer, this is so fucked up. When I stay out to like midnight one night, th- my next three or four days are fucked. It's so, <laughs> it's so weird because it's just your, your body, you know? Well, so we're trying to get back to normal. Um, we're a little older now, laddie. We don't God. bounce back so well. God, you kidding me? Like I had, I had, <laughs> ugh, I had like four beers and like a whiskey drink, dude. Nah, I was fucked. <laughs> but it was good that I drink water so I didn't have a hangover the next day. Yeah, drinking water's. A key that I always forget. Yes, sir. But it was cool. Oh, I tell you one thing I did. I don't drink water for weeks. Hey, I went to a, a barbecue restaurant that I never went to before. Okay. Baby Jack's Barbecue. All right. Have you had that before? Are they giving you free food or something? No, but it was the fucking bomb. And it was, she lives in different part of Memphis. And so it was down the road there. I wanted to try something new and she's like you need to try that dude it was on point yeah. like literally and i worked at a barbecue restaurant for like nine years yeah so and a good one too so i was like oh wow okay this is that's pretty neat you know and and that's kind of one thing that we would try to do literally like what me and her would do is every saturday we would have a dress-up theme like last week was 80s then we did like 70s then we did like punk rock and then we, you know and it's to get your mind just different do you know what i'm saying 
Try to have some fun. 100%. You're trying to have a date night, but where are you going? We would dress. One night we dressed up. She was in a fucking evening gown looking super hot. <laughs> I'm dressed up and I'm in a literally in a almost like looking tuxedo. We go to a pizza joint and we just sit there and eat pizza and drink beers in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like that's exact. People were looking at us like, what are these weirdos doing? But I'm like, no, no, you're the weirdo because you ain't having fun like me. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to find something to do. Right. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, that's what's important. Yeah, so after Wednesday, going out for the first time in forever. Yeah. Thursday was a sleep-in day. Imagine that. More like a hangover day. Man, it was a rest day, okay? <laughs> More like a too much to drink after like day. Basically my only day off of work. So I was like, I'm just really going to I'm really gonna lean into this chilling out today. Right. What'd you do? Slept, Not shit. Slept. I didn't do anything. It was exactly what I wanted it to be. I watched a new movie that has come out. Maybe now's time to have a little movie review. <laughs> I'm not sure if this movie's been widely seen. I think it's on Netflix. I think it came out this month, like last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. It's called All Day and a Night. Never seen it. Yeah, it's starring uh, Ashton Sanders, who was in that uh, movie Moonlight. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey Wright, that dude from Westworld, is in it. It's a a hard-hitting movie. It's pretty good. A young man embarks on a journey of self-discovery after landing in the same prison as his father. Yes. So he and his father end up in prison together, and it kind of tells the story of how that came to be. The story is based around Ja. He is the main character, and he's brought up in kind of an abusive home. Mm-hmm. And his father, JD, played by Jeffrey Wright, he's a drug addict. He's a bad father, you could say, I guess. He'd constantly abuse Ja. Thought he was a, a weakling. So he kind of tries to toughen him up. Throughout the movies, you know, it's not a good situation. It's a good movie. It's, you know, how living your life based around drugs can affect the people around you. Yeah. The consequences. Um, There's a twist at the end. I thought it was a really good movie. It's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. Yep. It's only 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, I you can like take them. those reviews for what you want. I don't know. Google users, 90% like the movie. I'm, yes, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, good deal. Um, I don't really read too much into those things. I like to create my own opinion on things. I right. thought it was a good movie. It says audience rating got a 4.3, which is huge. Four, out, out, of, out of five. Out of basically, five. They're basically saying it's a five, basically. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. It's a cool story. I need to check that out. All um, night, all day and a night. All day and a night. I need to check that out. It, it says uh, here that uh, one of the co-writers wrote Black Panther. And that was a good movie. Oh, okay. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. It's the opposite of last week's movie review, which was n- unwatchable pretty much. I'll watch the whole thing anyway. What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah, it was Bad Therapy last week. Bad Therapy? Yeah. Dude, where do you find these movies? I got an app. <laughs> I got an app. 
I got an app, a movie streaming app that I use. And if something comes out that looks interesting or has good actors in it, I'll kind of just watch it just mm-hmm. to see what it is. I, I couldn't tell you the last movie that I watched. I mean, I finished Ozark, but I can't tell you the last movie that I watched. I look for the date. Like if it says 2020, like I'll watch it because I know I haven't seen it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, bad therapy. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> Let's see. Did you see the NFL release their schedule? I know this is a house of hoops, but. I did see that. The NFL is, uh, they're planning to start on time. I think they are. I think they, they should. They're not saying shit about holding back weeks or anything none of that they're like no we're gonna play it's probably gonna be empty arenas which means the players are probably gonna have to take pay cuts but i don't think people realize how much revenue comes from ticket sales at game concessions merchandise all that stuff uh i don't think people realize how much revenue that is for the leagues it is it's huge in the nba it's like 40 percent. really that's what i read nfl's got to be a little bit higher maybe yeah i guess so i mean the tv deal is a lot but that's when i when i mentioned things like the big three i don't know if that league sustains with fan without fans in the seats so i think i think you're right they have their tv deal but how many people are really watching it on tv besides us (laughs) as as opposed to like people that go to the games like the games probably sell out yeah but how many people like really sit and watch it at home? But that's a great deal. Like uh, just the whole concept of the big three, it's awesome. Cause we could, it's supposed to come here to Memphis. It it's was. supposed to, right? It's totally canceled. Right. And, but we would have gone. Yes. We, we would have been like, all right, cool. I would have even gone, got out of there around probably half for hanging out with y'all midnight. And I have to go to work the next morning at four, <laughs> but I would have done that because I would have watched these awesome, badass players play in a different area. I think it was on a weekend. Yeah, but even better. Even better. Uh, Speaking better, can I get a beer? Yeah, did I not give you one? No, I've got this one, and this is um, done. Oh, yeah. Here. Beards, what's for dinner? Yeah. Um, But, no, I, I I think you're right about the NFL. So, real uh, quick. Yeah, they're just going to go for it, I think. Yeah, but I, I think you're right about the revenue stuff, because... When before when I moved here, we had the Houston. I lived in Houston. We had the Oilers, mm-hmm. and basically, I moved here, and then they followed me, which was shitty. But the deal was, is Bud Adams was the owner at the time, and he jacked up the prices. The team wasn't in the playoffs, so back in like the eighties, early nineties, a family of four could go with about two hundred dollars, parking, food, drinks, tickets, and have a decent time. Right, mm-hmm. depending on. Maybe two fifty, maybe three, whatever. Then all of a sudden, he jacked up the prices. They didn't make the playoffs. They weren't that good. And then all of a sudden, he raised the prices on all the concessions. Yeah. So Houston basically was like, "No, dude, we're not going to watch your shitty team and pay all this money for a loser. We're not doing it." Mm-hmm. And so basically, they quit going. Only season ticket holders would go, and they would boo the team. So he was <laughs> like, "Dude, I'm out." That's why he left. Went to Nashville, but they weren't ready because Houston kicked them out so early. They had to come here to beautiful Memphis to come play. Yeah. And it was all about money. And then that's why he moved even. Remember, they would go play in Vanderbilt Stadium while they waited for that to be filled because nobody here spent money on anything because it was too damn expensive. It's tough. And I think everybody in Memphis knew it was temporary. So why get too invested? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people went to those games. You know, I mean, 
I would have loved to gone to a game. I didn't. Yeah. I would have loved to. I went to an AAF game. <laughs> Arena football? No, the one, the AAF we, we had here, remember? No. Uh, Express. Oh, Johnny Manziel was a quarterback. I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I, for some reason, I, thought, I was thinking uh, Maniacs. Right. The, uh, yeah, that was the XFL. This Arena was the, football or something, or XFL. That was the XFL, was. yeah. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. And then during that season, I saw Johnny Manziel over at the Brookhaven. Yeah. Dude, with Chandler Parsons, <laughs> Joe Kim Noah, and then walking in the door, I shit you not, is uh, Valachunas. <laughs> we had just acquired Valachunas. Yeah. And the two guys that he was, because he's, I think he's Serbian or Russian or whatnot. Valachunas? Uh, he's not Russian. Well, he, he, he ain't American, and the dudes he oh, walked, God. the dudes that he walked in with, looked like they could have been a character in the movie Snatch. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God, that was a fun night. Where is he from? Now I can't. I don't know. I, I, know I can't get past it. Let's, let's look at real, real quick. Um, one thing I forgot to mention about the uh, that movie mm -hmm. that I thought was interesting or cool was that uh, there's a flashback at one point. And the main character, Jaw, is like young. It's like 13 years earlier. And uh, he was wearing some penny twos. No joke. <laughs> yeah, the white and blue ones. That's cool. It's like, oh, sick. Pennies. Pennies. I thought that was badass. I wonder if they even knew or if that was intentional. He's from Lithuania. Lithuania. That's right. I don't know why I spaced that. Yeah, Jonas is almost like a, he's a great replacement for Mark Gasol, I think. It's a little bit of a different player, a little smaller. But uh, he rebounds so well that I love it. He's such a good rebounder. Yeah. And he, he can score. He likes to score. Whereas Mark would prefer to facilitate or get people in the right places. He was a great director. Right. but And not a super great rebounder or scorer. He scored when he had to, but it's not what his first move was. Whereas Jonas, I mean, he's just a, He's a big man. He's a traditional big man. Likes to get in the paint. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. He can step out if he has to, but he's more comfortable inside, rebounding, changing shots on the defensive end. I like Jonas. I hope we can. We locked him into a pretty good deal, pretty long deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. That and when Toronto lost him, the fans in Toronto were a little upset that they lost him. So that it's usually a sign that he's a good player, a good person. Yeah. So that was it for Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. The weekend come up, and our friend Evan, who has been on the podcast before, invited me to go play golf Saturday morning with his pops. So we all got together, and we went to uh, Quail Ridge Golf Course over in Bartlett, which is like a suburb of memphis i love quail ridge it's a good place man they got good people that work there the course is in good shape for a public course yeah it's nice man and uh i can't say enough about the people that work there they are very very nice people me too i love quail ridge golf course <laughs> i think of all the golf courses in the history of the golf courses quail ridge <laughs> is the best they're cool guys man they're they're good people people that work there i mean they recognize you when you come in, they're happy to have you there. Yeah. They don't yell at you over like silly stuff, like not being right on time for your tea time or something, you know, <laughs> they just, they want you to get it going and they want you to be there on time, but right. 
they're not going to treat you like, hey, man, I'm not a little kid. Like, don't talk to me like I'm a little kid. Right. You know, that's I, I see that a lot of times. These starters at golf courses can be they can be cranky dudes. Like, I don't know why they think they own the damn place or something. I just don't get it, man. It, a lot of times they don't treat, and we are customers. Right. We're, we're customers. Like, they don't treat their customers with respect a lot of times. It's like, yeah, I don't know if they just see too many people or if people are rude to them all the time or trying to get over on them all the time, but. They have like, the one of the easiest jobs. Yeah, I no, mean it's it's hard. Don't I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. I don't know really what it entails, but there's a way to do business and appreciate your customers, and then there's a way to run them off. And at Quail Ridge, they appreciate their customers very much. Like I seriously only go there sometimes because I don't want to deal with people that work at other golf courses. And these guys are so cool and chill. And uh, shout out to Sam over there at Quail Ridge. He's a good dude. I love Quail Ridge. It's a fantastic it's a course. Fun course too. It's challenging. It's way challenging. Yeah. Like hole number one, it's right next to the street, but it dog legs to the right. Uh, you know, in that big old tree right there. It's a lot of trees, a lot of water. Dude, it's yeah, and then and you get to like, you can drive underneath the little tunnel. It's yeah. nice, but it's it's wide open to a point too. And they're you not out there. They're not out there like screwing with you while you're playing. Right. Like. They trying to well. tell you to hurry up or nothing. We've we played there a lot. Yeah, I go there all the time. The greens are in great shape. Fairways are always pretty good. Yeah, I I'm, don't. I'm a fan of that. It's, you can only ask for so much from a public course, and right. <laughs> we got a lot of love for Quail Ridge. No, we really do. No, seriously, we really do. I've been going there for years, dude, dude. But every time you go in there, it's just super nice. And then yeah. we, we 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 make the turn, go in there, grab something to eat. They're right there for you. Hey, can yeah. I get a couple more beers and a hot dog? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, they're super nice. Somebody around there is going to be talking to you, and and I don't know, man. It's, I, I think you're right. Look, I don't know if I should say this, but it probably doesn't matter because he probably doesn't play there very much anymore. But I used to see Penny out there playing all the time. Dude, he Penny would play all those places. Absolutely, he'd, he'd bring his big groups out there and play all the time. I remember uh, what's his name was out there. <sighs> I'm going to lie to you because I'm not going to say his name, but uh, one of the coaches of the University of Memphis basketball team back in the day before Penny. Dude, oh, okay. you, you, you'd see them all out there, and then it'd be like a Saturday. They'd be packed out. Just It's mm -hmm. just, you know, it's good stuff. Yeah, I go there all the time, and I will continue to go there all the time. I'll drive the extra miles. It's I'll not close, out. man. I'll, I'll drive out to the burbs. Yeah, it's not close, like, but, but that's what we do. There's plenty of courses like five minutes away from where I live, ten minutes away from where I live. I'll drive an extra... 10, 15 minutes to go somewhere where I'm um, treated like a person. We're kind of dedicated, aren't we? We do do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I drive. I'll drive wherever I need to go. Didn't one day we go? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. <What? laughs> I remember we went out there one day and <laughs> you were hung over. We met at Sports <laughs> Pub and it was early on a Saturday. And I, remember I went to uh easy way and i got a bunch of fruit and i was like jeff do you want any and i got a plum you're like dude i think i'm gonna throw up <laughs> <laughs> and we got in my car and we drove all the way out there we had a great run but like after like the third hole and your ass never wears shorts and it ended up being super hot and you're like dude just can we just, can I just take a second drink some water? <laughs> like you look sick as a dog, but we still went out and played. It gets hot in Memphis. No, it's because you don't wear fucking shorts, man. That's what the problem is. I don't Have you ever wear shorts? 
I'm not a big shorts guy. I've never seen you. I've known you for God probably more than 10 years. I've never seen you wear a pair of shorts, ever. The Don don't wear shorts. Ever wear shorts. God. I wear shorts sometimes. Yeah, inside when no one can see you. I prefer long pants. And a long jacket. Like, it's hard to take somebody seriously when they're in shorts. Because I'm sitting here with shorts on and a fucking jean jacket. Like nice shorts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I just want to get some sun on these pasty whites, boy. I got jeans on like a man. <laughs> like a man. It's 180 degrees out, but I'm a man. Yeah, you're yeah. going to be passed out there sucking that water hose. I got, yeah, I used to play golf in jeans. Now I like bought a couple pairs of like actual golf pants. It's, it's a little more breathable. Yeah. They are. Actually, I'm wearing golf shorts right now, believe it or not. I just don't like wearing shorts, man. I don't know. Something. I probably did when I was younger, but at some point, I think it was like growing up skateboarding. Like people skateboarding in shorts looks goofy. And that's probably when I stopped wearing them. It just looks something don't look right. Yeah. Yeah. And I just always worn pants. Like, it'll be 120 degrees outside. You, won't find, you ain't going to find me in those shorts, man. I wear shorts to the pool. To the pool. I, never I don't really like swimming I was about either. to say, I've never seen you in a pool either. <laughs> I don't really like swimming either. God. Well, there you go. Well, we're going to have to move you back up north, man. Yeah, maybe that's part of you it. You ain't got to worry about that shit. I don't know. Fuck shorts. God, that's we needed a whole episode shorts about are f- why you don't wear shorts. I wear shorts all the time. Uh, well, not all the time, but to a point I do because I just, I like it, man. It's easy, breezy. and uh, But also, when I started wearing shorts back in the day, I'd wear like dickies. Right. And so they would hang lower. So I, yeah. I, I would wear like I'd more of like kind of like a punk kid to a point. But well, I'm ready to fight or go to work at all times because <laughs> I'm wearing pants. God. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. A little bumper sticker. I'll fight you and <laughs> then go to fucking work. That's right. Did you ever see uh, anybody in, let's say, The Godfather or Goodfellas? You ever see any of them in shorts? No. That's right. <laughs> Gangsters don't wear shorts, dude. Gangsters don't wear shorts. Whew. That's funny. Actually. Speaking of gangsters, man, did you uh do you follow DJ Paul on Instagram? Hell yeah. Did you see his sets this week? He I did. did. I saw sets. I saw two days ago, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, I saw that set Saturday. That was the Mother's Day set. Those have been fun. He had Gangster Boo on. Yeah. He had one of his sets where he did a bunch of Lord Infamous stuff. That was cool. Really? Rest in, rest in peace. R.I.P. He had some good sets on there. I've been tuning into those. Yeah, it's actually really neat. Uh, our friend Jason, uh, he was watching it the other yeah. day, and then, he, and then he was watching Questlove. Questlove did, oh, okay. did one too. So, but oh, it's yeah. like a little more soulful kind yeah. of a, kind of stuff. But uh, I dig the old school, the old school rap, man. You know, and like the three old three six. Yeah, uh, DJ Paul. He's been doing some of that like old soul stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that... Uh, and uh, there's another one, the uh, Central Station downtown. That's been a good Instagram live. Really? They do G- DJ sets. You know, they have a, that big lobby and they have a DJ booth and a killer sound system in there. My buddy Silky Vincent runs a show down there. And uh, he, he did a uh, DJ set last week. Really? It was really good. Hmm. I've never been there. I need to follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's, I uh, like Instagram. Yeah. We do we do a thing at our uh, radio station. Obviously, I work at Q1075. Definitely follow us on Instagram. But basically, I've been interviewing a bunch of different artists on there. 
Okay. And uh, a few of them are really cool. One of them is uh, uh, Ryan from uh, AJR. They're like they're they're actually a pretty big band. They have a new song out there called Bang, and uh, they're really really good. And it was really cool. I just got to talk to him, and I'm like, you know, where are you at? He's like, oh, I'm in you know I'm in Brooklyn right now. It's raining here, and and. Mm. They're quarantined as well. Yeah. So while these people are being quarantined, we get to interview them and hang out. And I'll tell you this real quick. I said, hey, man, I really like the fact that y'all, you make modern music, but you also produce vinyl. And I go, I pick up, and I have a picture of the vinyl, the vinyl with me. And he goes, oh, you mean this one? And he literally had it right there, and it was <laughs> the same one. Deal was, it was their second album, not their most recent. Oh, Okay. And I'm like, why do you have the? Why do you have that one? Right, why, are you, why are you both holding on to that right there at the same time? Right, it was really cool, and he was like, "Damn, that was that was neat." <laughs> but still, it just goes back to the fact that everyone's on Instagram, everyone's doing these things. Yeah. And uh, I, do you know who Boosie Badass is? <sighs> I asked you this a minute ago, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. He's a rapper from from New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's pretty good. He actually beat cancer, which is really cool. Okay, and good for him. But dude, he gets high as a kite eating food and he's watching these women twerk and he tells you you if you're going live on his instagram you have to twerk so he'll sit there and just eating chips he's like yeah baby baby shake it shake it baby yeah and it's hilarious dude like that's all he does yeah that sounds fun <laughs> i just love it i, I love watch watching that. i love watching instagram lives man that's really cool we should be on instagram live now man we did one you remember that? Yeah, 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 for sure, for actually, sure. Actually, probably done a couple. I don't remember. Back mm -hmm. when uh, quarantine had just started, right? We did, we did a couple. I don't know. It's fun, I guess. I mean, I, I do it. You can jump on there. I get, I get drunk and listen to vinyl and talk shit. I mean, it's, it's, but it's fun though. I think yeah. you just nailed it. It's, it's just fun. Yeah, there might be a time when we start doing more than one podcast a week, just sporadically popping them up through a week. Right. Maybe we can record an Instagram live here and there or something. Yeah, I think so. And when you talk about it, I mean, it's the same thing. People are kind of listening. Yeah. And then, like, we could be in the same room doing it. Do you know who Bob Maneri is? It, it, it doesn't even have to be, like, the same format. It could just be, like, a random fucking episode. Right. right. I mean, you could do it after one of the Jordan thing docs. You know, yeah. be like, dude, did y'all watch this? You would talk about that or, you know, you know what to do, man. Yeah, that would be fun. I could check into that. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, down. there's only one more week. So if we're going to do it, we got to do it next week. Right. Or, well, <laughs> I can't because I'm fucking, it ends at like 11 o'clock, dude. Yeah. But like, but still like on like a Friday or something, there's something we could do, you know, maybe we could, uh, I don't know. Yeah. We could watch Laddie play his video game, get his ass whooped by a 10 year old. Yeah. I'm not, it's kind of hard to watch other people play video games. I hate that. <laughs> I hate watching that. Even when I was a kid, like, uh, dude, you get next. Okay, cool. I'm going to go do something. Yeah. I'll be outside. Yeah, <laughs> playing real sports. Be outside shooting hoops, warming up for our <laughs> video game match. Did you ever watch Eastbound and Down? Hell yeah! Remember that? Oh really? Oh, he's like, uh, well, I'm, I'm a triathlete. Really? Oh right. Well, I play real sports. I'm not trying to be the best at working out. <laughs> is it April? She's talking about her husband or something, whatever it was. Yeah. What was it? God? What's his name? He's training for a triathlon. Oh, that's great! Oh, so cool. Cool. I play baseball. Play real sports. Play real sports. Trying to be the best exercise. <laughs> that was so good. It's like I had to go to rehab. Rehab. Yeah, I broke my nose. <laughs> he said that to that kid. Shit. What? My dad hurt his knee and had to go to rehab. What'd you hurt? <laughs> hurt my nose. And then he point points to the kid. God, <laughs> dude, that was great. That we was a good show. Say, 
There we go. After Saturday. Yeah, playing golf was fun. Um, that was a good time. I, I I pulled a muscle in my back, though. You all right? Playing golf, like on the second hole, and I played through it. And then I had to go to work that night, and it was kind of rough. It's like hurt to walk around. But How you feeling now? Feeling okay this today. I was feeling all right yesterday. Probably just going to take a week or something. Probably try to play golf next week. Yeah. Well, just come on. Take it easy, not try to. Not try to play with all my power. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, He-Man. Knock that shit out. I'll play with you, man, if you call me, like, just a little bit in advance. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me, like, a day in advance, man. I can play. Like I said, I just got to make shit out because, I mean, yeah. I want to pl- play. And I think the weather's getting better for that. I think that now since, I mean, we were trying to play for a while, but everything was closed, and right. getting a tee time was just unreal. Yeah. But our friends over at Quail Ridge, see, that's what we need to go play. Yeah, they'll fit us in. We have playing golf is uh, what I picture. What I picture is us playing golf and then coming over here and doing a podcast. We could do that. That's, <laughs> I mean, we could do that. We get we get get drunk and we could talk about how we did and stuff like that. Seriously, I, it relaxes me a lot. I'll probably come in super laid back because playing golf just takes my mind off of everything. I played uh, maybe last week sometime. And uh, my boy Muck Sticky played. We had a good round. Man, we both played really, really well. Yeah. It just some some days everything clicks. Most of the days it doesn't. Like, you know, your driver's going to be on, but you're like maybe chipping and putting doesn't or vice versa. Right. It's just consistency. You got to play a lot for right. it all to come together. But, man, we both played real good. And, he, and he, he's pretty good. I mean, up until the last hole, dude, I was I think we were tied going into the last hole, and that doesn't happen when we play. Yeah, he's a good player. We've all played. We've all played together yeah. before. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's right. You play with, with Casey too. Yeah, probably. this year, this year, me, you, and Casey went out like last month. He had the beard. Oh yeah, right. And, and and look, and that's one thing I like. I love about golf, man, is that the fact that I, I started playing when I was thirteen years old professionally no <laughs> i was taking like lessons as a kid and literally my mom pulled me out of middle school i would go over and get lessons and stuff and they said it's for when you get older and mm-hmm. what's so cool is that like we've met so many different people and it's like hey this is jeff this is who so I'm someone else we're gonna go play and mm-hmm. we go play and mm-hmm. then sometimes depending on yeah you maybe switch phone numbers or play again and you can go and, and it's just camaraderie do you know what i'm saying i love it it's it's really cool yeah it's that and it's hanging out having a good time and it's also um there's a connection that when you play golf with somebody you know you kind of learn a lot about who they are if they're good people or not you know yeah i think so yeah and um it's definitely good camaraderie but also aside from the social aspect of it is it really takes my mind off of everything like i'm only thinking about what i'm doing Right. More or less. And I'm not thinking about whatever's bothering me in the world or the workplace or whatever it is. I'm just thinking about what I'm doing. It really clears my head. Like I, I notice that I feel more relaxed and more laid back that day and even carries over to the next day or two. Yeah. Kind of the same way. I'm kind of the same way. Unless like, you have like a bad round. <laughs> but then you're like, dude. Yeah. yeah. But I, th- I think you have to have a mindset. You go in there and you just say, hey. Well, yeah, you got to be playing for fun. Right. Uh, unless you're playing a lot, like three, four times a week, you can't expect to 
have every shot be perfect. Speak for yourself there. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're trying to do, but people that get mad because they have bad shots like you know you don't you're not putting enough work into it to get mad like that and i play for fun it's great to play well like if i get in the 70s or something i'm very happy but that's pretty rare yeah i I like to hang around in the 80s like that's right where i expect yeah that's what i expect going in i hurt my back and i still hit in the 80s so damn okay look at you somehow I had a really good front nine, and it really started bothering me on the back. Phil, Tiger, where you at? He's shooting 80s. Where you at? You walk into Quail Ridge and shoot a 102. They walk into Quail Ridge and probably hit like a, I don't know, 62. (laughs) Who would you play with? If there's any golfer golfer out there, dead or alive, who would you play with? I know you've probably never thought about it. I know I'm just throwing this question out there, but just name one. Who would you want to play with? Bill Murray. Awesome. Fucking great answer. Great answer. Uh, give me the Space Jam crew. Take the little guy out and put me in. Larry Bird, Bill Murray, and Michael Jordan. All right, let's go. I, yeah, all day. I could do. I could do Jordan. I could do Jordan all day long. That'd be fun for sure. For sure. Oh, I play with anybody, man. I don't care. Yeah, but there's some people that you kind of like. I'd kind of want to like try. So like, I, I've thought about maybe trying to like finagle my way to play into the pro am. You know, just because I'd be like, I'll talk to the sports dudes and be like, if I can get in there. But if I was there with like a really good golfer and like another celebrity, like a Tim Tebow or Justin Timberlake, I would play like absolute dog shit because so many people would be watching you. So much pressure, so much. And we're not pros, but we're playing with each other. We'll go out there and we'll hit some good shots and we'll have fun, you know, and we're not bad. We're not bad golfers. We're not constantly looking for balls. We're not losing balls, breaking clubs, all shit like that. But if I was with them playing, I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know how everything would go to the left. Like, everything would. I could see having, like, a bad shot and maybe dwelling on it. Like, oh, fuck. Like a fat shot or something. Right. And be like, oh, no. What's the next one going to be like? But that's part of the game is mental and overcoming things like that. If you did it once, you'd be easier the next time, you know, to play in that sort of a scenario. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I look for challenges like that. I don't know about you. I'd be excited about it. Yeah, until you and yeah, until, <laughs> hey, if I play bad, I play bad. I'll learn. From well, it. that's that's true. That's true. But I don't know, man. I don't know because I'd I'd hype it up, dude. I'd hype it up and be like, I'm fucking, I'm gonna kill him. I'm the best. I'm putting money on it, Jordan. Where you at? I would use the advantage. I would use the situation as a learning experience. Yeah, I think that'd be a good. Idea. Try to get better next time. Yeah, like just, all it takes is like a bad game of golf for you to realize. Like, uh, it kind of can motivate you to try to get better for the next time. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would. Sometimes it's good to suck at something and realize that you need to put more work into it, or try to get your mentality straight or your focus better. Yeah, but Justin Timberlake and Tim Tebow have more money, more time. Oh, they're great players. I think. <laughs> yeah, they're I know real JT good. JT plays a lot. JT plays a lot. Yeah, that's fine though. I mean, he'll never. First of all, this situation will never happen. <laughs> Hold on, don't say never. Don't say never, dude. Because I'll pull, I'll, I'll pull some shit out and be like, dude, can I, can I, can I finish my way in there? Shit. Cool. And out the tee box from Laddie Lucky and Hope in the morning at Q one zero seven five. Um. <clears throat> I imagine. Uh, what was his name again? Andrew Laddie. The, I imagine this that, guy. <laughs> I imagine that's a long line, dude. 
So get in line. Hell yeah. Oh, yep. man. Can I tee up really early, by the way? That's what I'd ask. Can I tee off at like <laughs> 6.30 in the morning where the crowd's going to be waiting till like 11 with like Tiger and everybody else? Yeah, well, when that happens, I'll uh, I'll meet you there and I'll... Uh, Fool, are you kidding me? You're going to be live my... stream the whole thing. Fuck that. You'll be my caddy. Yeah, I'm a caddy <laughs> and live stream it. I'm going to give you such bad advice. Would you? You should. Hey, would you? I'd love to play with John Daly too. Be tell, like, tell you the wrong yards, shit like that. Dude, just sit there and drink beers with John Daly and that'd be pretty nice. John, what are you drinking on? Shut up, boy. Okay, thanks, John. What do you think? It's either Diet Coke or liquor. Vodka. <laughs> All right, maybe we should get back on track a little bit. Oh, I thought we were. <laughs> um, did you? Let's skip into like uh, any NBA news. So I saw last night, I saw Jared Dudley tweeted something about two down, one to go. And so I looked into it, and he's talking about two months down, one more month to go. I think he was kind of hinting towards something. Yeah. Jared, yeah. Jared Dudley's been in the league a long time. He's in the know. I think he's I think he's high up with the players association. I think he he gets all the memos. He's got he's got inside information. Right. And I think he leaked a little bit out. So we know that the European Basketball League, they're gonna on May twenty eighth, they're gonna decide whether to have a season or not have a season. So I think the middle of next month, which will be June for the NBA, they're going to make the decision whether to have a season or not. Yes. That's what I think. That's what everything's pointing towards. Yes. So that would give them, let's say, three to four weeks for training camp. So now you're in the middle of June. Well, you're in the middle of July or early August. Oh, to play. At that point. Yeah. After training camp. Right. So let's say it's August. September, October, November. But really all we know, all we uh, can speculate on is next month, a month from today, let's say, we should know if they plan to play or not. I think they will. I think there's too much money at stake. I think they're going to figure this out. They're going to go no fans, and they're going to play. I agree. I think they should do that. I 100% think they, they should do that. I think you go in there and you test everybody, make sure everybody's not sick. You don't play with fans. And you go in there and you play the damn game and you get over with. If they're taking cues from other leagues, such as the NFL, who plans on starting on time, then they will play. Do they want to be the only league that does play? Probably not. Right. So, uh, And that's part of, I think, the White House has been having meetings with sports league commissioners and owners. Right. And I think they're all trying to figure out how to do it together. So not one league gets exposed or looks different than everybody else. Yeah, but not, but yeah, but it can't be the only league and the, everybody will call you like reckless. I, I, yeah, but but to a different point. So for example, like <clears throat> NASCAR, they should be playing. They should be going. I think they are actually. I don't know. I think NASCAR might be going. But your social distancing I mean, you can watch it on TV. Everyone's fine. It's a sport, okay? Uh, golf. Mm, you can social distance on the damn golf course without having fans, but still have the camera yeah. crew and everybody filming from wherever they need to film from, Yeah, and you're fine. So I, I think, think so. there's certain sports that you can actually do that. The team sports where you have physical contact, like basketball, football, and even baseball, uh, you yeah. know, you, you, you're going to have to, because you can't be six feet apart. 
you're going to have to touch somebody, breathe some somebody, you know. So I get that to a point, but I think that if they go in there right and they wash their hands beforehand and afterwards, no, but but they get tested and are they also get tested right then and there, meaning their temperature and all that kind of stuff. Go ahead, let them try it. No yeah. fans. It's got to have to be at one or two central locations. Dude, you just had an MMA fight yesterday. So maybe you have the Western Conference in Vegas and the Eastern Conference in Disney World. That'd work. That'd uh, work. But you had MMA yesterday. These two dudes fought each other yeah, in, just, in the ring. Yeah, but that's a two guys and that have a, everything on the line. Like, they need that money. They have to do it. Right. And I, I get it. But, I mean, like, you're still physical contact. So if yeah. they can do it, you might. And they're beating the shit out of each other. Right. You might as well put some basketballs over there. Basketball players. Maybe a little bit of spit. Maybe a little bit of sweat it's, contact. It's a little different when it's. 500 people as opposed to two people that is true that is true like I, I don't i don't think that i think they need to bring back sports but they don't need to bring back us the nba no no i mean us oh, just the fans. us the fans i mean I don't, yeah. I don't think you need that right now and if you <clears throat> and you bring in the announcers you bring yeah. in those people you know, for TV purposes or radio purposes or whatnot, you bring them in, let yeah. them do their jobs. So you can hear it and then let them go. Yeah. If they're not sick, fuck it. I think it'll happen. Uh, well, there's always about money. When that's we, yeah. Well, that's, that's why I think it will happen because of all the money at stake. Bo seems to think there will be no league, no basketball for a year. And I could see that side too. That would be being extremely cautious and losing a lot of money for the league and yeah. the players, everybody involved. I mean, you're going to see NBA players getting jobs. <laughs> Some of these guys live check to check, man. Believe it or not, probably one in four NBA players live check to check. Maybe they've overextended themselves on mortgage payments or loans or whatever it is. These guys, they got a lot on the line. Yeah. The leagues are going to do what's best for their players. And I think playing probably, it just comes down to financial issues. I, I mean, think. It's, yeah, it sucks that that's what it's going to come down to, but I think you're 100% right, dude. It's going to come down to that. I think they should do it. I think they should go. I think they should. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's just sad. It, it's, just, it's just such a sad, sad day. Yeah. Know, because there is no sports. There, we don't know what's going on, but I think they should. I don't have a lot of other information on this. Um, I just saw that one thing, and that was like yesterday. Sure. And I kind of ran with it. I think that a decision is in the works. They got a month. They're going to figure it out. When we know, we'll know. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, we will get to the Jordan documentary. You said you watched a little bit of it. I watched everything, but for, except for I, the last one, you know, like I saw like, I guess seven, no, eight, eight. I haven't seen that. I saw a little bit of seven. Uh, um, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, right before that, I watched a second movie this week. And this was a classic. This is not a new one. This is one that popped up on my app. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember Kirk Cameron. I want to watch this. It was Father Like Son, the 1987 oh comedy gosh. classic with Dudley Moore and Kirk Cameron. Yep. 
the more popular version of this type of movie was probably vice versa. It came out like a year after her. Yep. But this was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it. It's PG 13. I like older movies. I like eighties movies. I like mid nineties movies. I'm right there with you or something new or, you know, I, the, those are good eras to me. Yeah. Yeah. You see the old cars in the movies. That's cool to me. Yeah. The old actors, uh, you know, and if it's a comedy, it just makes it that much better. <laughs> Father like son. Like an 80s comedy. Forget about it. Was that on TV? No. Oh, you pulled it out of the VHS? No, no, no. I, it was on my uh, movie app that I use. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It was like a recently downloaded movie <laughs> on the app. That's awesome. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I laughed hysterically. It was so funny. Basically, the movie is about a mysterious potion that switches the bodies of a father and son. So it's like a role reversal. We've seen those movies before. What are some other ones like that? There's Vice Versa. Freaky Friday. Yeah, okay. Freaky Friday. And they made a recap of that, like a, like a, um, or like a reboot of it. Yeah, there's been. It's a classic genre if you want to say yeah <laughs> i like free i mean freaky friday uh, uh father like someone's pretty good it's pretty uh, good kirk cameron's a weirdo now though is he i don't know anything about him he's just a big time bible beater <laughs> like way big time bible beater <clears throat> i don't know anything about it <clears throat> i know he was a huge star back then that's kind of like when i look at an old movie to watch like i want to see you something with some star power uh, you know what I saw? Remember uh, Little Monsters? That was on Netflix with Fred Savage. He was in Vice Versa. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He was in Vice Versa. Oh, I did saw Little Shop of Horrors. That was pretty good. Speaking of old movies. Father Like Son, I would recommend it to anybody that wants to take a trip back to the 80s. <laughs> Let's see. Kirk Cameron's character plays a kid in high school. And he's like still kind of trying to figure out what to do with his life. He's his dad played by Dudley Moore is a doctor and he's kind of climbing. He's like one of the greatest surgeons in town, you know? Yeah. And uh, the kid, the, he's, he's trying to get his kid to do well in school and he's not doing so great in school, but he has all the pressure from his dad. And it's, I don't think his dad realizes how much pressure he's putting on him. And the dad is, like, trying to be super successful at work and not really paying enough attention to the kid. Lo and behold, they switch spots. Dun, dun, dun. So now you see the other angle. You see it from the other person's perspective. Right. What's going on in their lives. You see how crazy your dad's job is or you see how crazy it is at school. Right. Also... They both screw up each other's lives immensely by changing roles. It's just funny to me. It's just silly, you know. It's that's what I, it's, it's exactly what I needed on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> like, Father like son to just lose grip of reality and just watch something goofy. I like that stuff sometimes. Yeah, man. I think you're right. I, I think was you, in the right mood. Yeah, I think you're supposed to watch that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are its ratings? I don't know. <laughs> Does it matter? No. I don't think so. Uh, I liked it. That's all that matters to me. Well, that man, that, that's the bomb. 
<laughs> I think uh, that was a good movie. I remember that movie. Yeah, it's funny. It's so fucking 80s. <laughs> 1987. Speaking of movies, did you watch any movies this week? No. Ooh. ooh. I like movies. Um, I haven't seen them. I don't think I've seen a movie in a minute. I'm I watch a little TV, but it's mostly I go straight to movies. Like if I really? have free time, I watch a little TV, but nah. I'm trying to think. The last movie that I watched, I watched Cops. Been, Cops. I was watching Cops before you got here today. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? Sean Astin was in that movie too. Yeah. Sean Astin was his yeah, best yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. He, okay. he plays a young. He's young, young, young. That's right. That's before the. That's before the Shire. Um. Uh, he has a smaller role. Yeah, he plays I, his buddy. I don't, I don't, I, the last movie that I saw. Catherine Hicks is in it. I don't know. I do know this is some useless ass knowledge, but today, May 11th in 2010, the number one movie at the box office was dun, 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 Iron Man 2. What year? 2010. Why? We okay. do this thing called this day What's, at eight. We do it on and so and so and the number one song was OMG by Usher. <laughs> Look this up. What was the number one song in nineteen eighty seven when when Like Father Like Son came out? I got it right here. I got it right here. Watch this shit. Watch this shit. You think I'm kidding? And then nineteen eighty seven? Yeah, nineteen eighty seven. Does it show like can you see where Like Father Like Son was? No. <laughs> there's a there's a <laughs> website. It's called takemeback.to. All right. And basically, it says on this date. So it gives you like the date, the what year, whatever. And so you can go back there and it'll say like the number one book, the movie, the whatever. Okay. Here you go. What's the most, what was the number one movie in 1986? Top Gun. Shit, yeah. I'm pretty bummed that they pushed back the release for the new Top Gun movie. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, number one, 1987, Three Men and a Baby was number one. You know how much it domestic grossed? $167 million. Which one was it? Three Men and a Baby. Okay. That was 87. Weird, because that year, Lost Boys came out. Yep. Predator came out. The Golden Child came out. Dirty Dancing. Platoon. Full Metal Jacket. Lethal Weapon. RoboCop. Police Academy 4. That's crazy. There's Be so many. Beverly Hills Cop 2. You're right. Look at that. Wall Street. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Fatal Attraction. Remember that one? The Running Man. Throw Mama from the Train. So here it is. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Three Men and a Baby reclaimed, num reclaimed the number one spot in its fifth weekend of release. Three Men and a Baby came out on November 29th. What a good year for movies. No, I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great year for movies. Holy crap. Teen Wolf 2. <laughs> Robocop, Dragonet, Witches of Eastwick was good. Predator. Oh, shit. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons. Remember that one with the Bigfoot? That's a good movie. I like John Lithgow. <laughs> Highest grossing films of 1987 was Beverly Hills Cop 2. All right. Three Men and a Baby was number five. The Untouchables, remember that? That's your, that's your gangster movie. Untouchables, yeah. Yeah, they didn't wear shorts in there either. No. Nah. <laughs> Dirty Dancing Lost Boys, though. I mean, come on. That's good. That's what's good. This one? What's this one with Danny DeVito? Throw Mama from the Train. That was a good one. <laughs> Owen! Owen! <laughs> the Night with Sultry! He's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. Lethal Weapon? Hellraiser? Dude, Hellraiser. 
What the hell, man? How are all these movies made in one year? Yeah. Dude, but they they pushed them out back then because they didn't have the CGI. Raising Arizona came out in 87. Really? Baby Boom. Remember that one? Baby Boom? Yeah, for sure. Weird. I haven't thought about any of these movies in forever. Whitewater Summer with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Overboard with, uh, what's that guy's name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, that's right. Overboard is a funny movie. I think they remade it. They did. It's not they good, did. Though. Nah, I ain't trying to leave that shit. Revenge of the Nerds 2? Yeah. How did all these movies come out in 87? La Bamba? La Bamba? That was a good one. <laughs> what a good year for movies. <laughs> Richie Valens. We might. If I had known ahead of time, we could have made a top 10 list here. We should do that for next week. All right. Top 10 I 80s movies. 80s movies? Or 90s. You picked a decade, dude. I mean, are you the eighties? Like that's a huge. Oh, let's do a year. Let's do a year. We'll pick a year, random ass year, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. We'll work it out, and then we'll come next week with something. <laughs> Dude, eighty-two movies. I'm just, I just, I just googled it. Right. All right. E. T. Yeah. Tron, First Blood, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Annie. Like those are class Blade Runner. Those are just classic movies right there. You said that was 82? 82. Popular when I, movies. When I was born, my father, my wonderful father, when I was born, said that I looked like E.T. Oh, that, that's a comp. And that's that's the time frame. You know, that was like a cool, like a popular movie <laughs> at the time. He's like, it looks like E.T. You look like E.T. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks for that. The toy came out then. Oh, my God. Remember the toy? Yeah. With Master Bates? That was the best part of it. I didn't even know what to mint at that time. Dude, that was a great one. <clears throat> now you have homework. One of ten. Okay. You got homework. I got a lot of movies to watch. What year? We you gotta, don't have we, to watch them all. We got we to gotta figure out what year. That's we're what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to go through all. Are we doing it now? We're going to go through. Every, we're not doing them all right now. We're no, already, but I mean, we're, getting the, we're getting the years right now. Yeah, we're going to do all of the 80s. Every year. We have something to do. This week, something and a reason for people to listen back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted these two idiots to figure out what this best movie in 1984. When you're gonna find out, you're gonna find out, and we're gonna have to like, we'll come up with our own lists, the, all three of us, and then we'll somehow use mathematics to adjoin all three lists. Shit, and come up with the consensus top ten. 80s movies of each year. What's Bo going to say about this? He's probably going to say, I have time. I didn't do it. <laughs> He's probably going to say, I didn't do it. Sweet, dude. <laughs> Sweet, dude. At which point, we'll just uh, we'll just wing it like we always do. Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, why not? All right, let's step away from this for now. Yes. I got a couple notes on the Jordan doc. Before we do that, I want to announce the winner of the Instagram coffee mug giveaway. Oh, shit. We're giving it away. Yep. He's getting mug number seven out of 20. Seven out of 20. The House of Hoops coffee mug goes to Silky Vincent on Instagram. Silky Vincent. Shout out, Silky Vincent. Round of applause, Silky Vincent. Congratulations. You're the big winner. This is a major memorabilia collector's item. It's a major award. It's, it's clearly... A major win for Silky Vincent. That's right. Uh, check your DMs for the information, Silky. That's right. 
probably gonna have to ship it to you. I don't know where who you are or where where you are. I know exactly who you are. <laughs> we didn't have very many entries. Well, you know what? Hey, at least we had them. And the t- <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, look out! It's coming your way. You're not gonna see it coming. Probably, yes. Probably gonna hit you in the back of the head, Silky Vincent. There you go. You right. got a mug on the way. It's a nice mug. It's a very nice mug. I love the picture. I was not expecting that. Tony yeah. Allen on Bernie Mac's body. Yeah. The whole mug is based kind of around the old Def Jam comedy series. If you've never heard of those, YouTube it and watch them and look for Bernie Mac. He was a great one. Bernie Mac was a great one. There's the giveaway. Yay. I got there, there will be more items in the future, but there's only going to be so many coffee mugs. I'll hold a couple back, maybe. I don't know. I'm probably just going <laughs> to just be giving them away. I might hide one in the FedEx form next time I'm in there. Ooh. I haven't decided yet. Ooh, I don't want some guy. janitor to find it and be like, what is this shit? And, and he's going to throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now's the time for us to talk our brief notes. I don't have a lot. On the Jordan documentary. Because as we know, it's being covered by everybody. But I had a couple notes, a couple things that I enjoyed about it. Um, one really funny part to me was right at the beginning of episode seven. When the reporters are interviewing, I guess there was a press conference with Jerry Krause about mm-hmm. the uh, team chemistry and how they continue to keep winning games. Oh, yeah. And a reporter asks, how does the team keep up the chemistry with all the backstabbing that's going on within the organization? And basically, like, Krause's facial expression, you could tell he didn't want to hear it. Do you know who that reporter was? I don't. Who was it? Craig Sager. It was Sager? It said it. Craig Sager, yeah. I thought it might have could been, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't put that together. But <laughs> I thought it was absolutely hilarious because Kraus afterwards, he's like, "There is a, how, like, how dare you even ask that or assume that, or right? Even bring that up." And uh, he goes, he goes, and that's it. Good night. He basically ends the press conference or the interview, right? At that time, and you hear one of the other reporters. I wish I knew who that was too. Uh, he goes, way to go, Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That That's was great. like, what a, what a beginning. Especially because Craig Sager's like no longer with us or whatever. Right. That's like a good throwback to him. But I thought that was like really funny. Just uh, the reporters like talking shit to each other. <laughs> like, we've been sitting here probably waiting for that press conference. For an hour or two, they have a list of questions, and Craig Sager comes out with this one thing that, like, the last thing Krause wanted to hear, probably. Yeah, and he just ends the the uh, ends the interview yeah, press conference the press conference. <laughs> so right at the beginning, it said Craig Sager, yeah, the voice, okay. and, and then I and I was like, oh wow, okay, but that was great. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Craig. It's like the guy he goes, goes, way to go, Craig. Yeah, way to go, Craig. <laughs> I love that Craig Sager did that. That was cracking me up. He was asking the tough question, I guess. <laughs> he but, was, but it was true. Yeah, I mean, but 
Obviously, Kraus didn't want to admit to any of that. Right. He's like, what are you talking about? What do you know? You don't know. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. I don't have a lot of other notes from it, to be honest. I like that part. That was funny to me. Um, do, do you like the... Do you like the documentary? I love so it. So far, where we're at. I like it so much that I'm so involved with watching it that I'm not taking notes or anything, or I'm not like trying to key in for something to talk about. I've just been trying to enjoy it. Sure, sure. Um, looking back on it, there's parts that I like. I don't know if I can explain it, why I like them. Right. Or put into words what it meant to me personally or anything like that. I just, I've just been watching it and trying to enjoy it. Do you see Jordan in a different light? No, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Jordan came out and said some stuff about people might look at him differently, may not like him as much after this, but that's exactly who I thought he was. It's, that's very relatable to me. I've felt like he feels many times in my life where he's trying to get the most out of people. He's leading by example. Right, right. Maybe he's being a little tough, but it's for your own good. Yeah, I think he's got the, uh, what's the mentality? Like, um, it's that tough love. Yeah, and that that goes a long way. Uh, maybe that was just kind of how I was raised. Scott Burrell was in it, and I guess Jordan used to give him a really hard time on the court, maybe a little off the court. right. And it was it was Jordan just saying, like, don't bring that bullshit. I need you to get better so we can be better as a team. Yeah. He was trying to toughen him up. And Burrell later, uh, he's been interviewed since, and he made comments that not only did Michael Jordan make him a better player, but he made him a better person. I mean, this is Burrell saying that. Yeah. You know, I, I this is what I take about a lot of it. And I haven't seen a episode eight yet. Okay. I haven't. So I don't know, man. I mean, I see Jordan in a different light. I don't see him in a negative or a positive light. I just see more of him. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you get to see the behind the scenes of the way he was, what his thoughts were, why he did X, Y, Z, why he did this stuff. And the fact that he was such a competitor, it didn't matter what it was. He wanted to be the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a drive that a, a lot of people don't have anymore. I think that now after watching this, more people want to be like Mike. I think people are saying, man, I'm losing something in my life. Mm -hmm. This guy can give me just watching him and way he was can give people a sense of urgency, even like for myself in my business. Why am I in it? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I have a decent job. I'm, I'm in a good market. If I strive a little bit harder, I could probably be the best. Maybe I can work harder to be better than what I am I mean, or what I think that I can be. Yeah. And I, that's what you get from Jordan. I agree. I mean, what the hell else are you doing if you're not doing that? Why are you even there? Right. And everyone should have that mentality. And I think like Jordan wanted to wanted it so bad and wanted to win so bad, but he wanted it at everything, even if it was gambling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, I'm going to do this because I can beat you because he had that drive. And if he didn't beat you then, you know, he's going to throw more money down to try it again. And he's going to try it again and again and again, over and over and over again. Right, you know? and obviously there's more than one way to get something done. Right. Maybe Jordan's way is not the only way to do it. Right. To be kind of an asshole, to be hard on people, to get the most out of them. But it's the way that he knew, and it worked. Right. Can you blame him 
for being who he is. Not at all. And getting the most out of himself and other people around him. Not at all. I don't think so. Because he's a winner. You're looking at him and be like, yeah. man, this guy did it. Well, shit, I better jump on his team or jump. I mean, if I jump off, I'm, I'm, you don't know, I'm going to be Horace Grant. Yeah. You know not, what I'm saying? Not only did it, <laughs> not only did it work, but it kind of trickled down to other players. Like at Kobe Bryant, who modeled his whole career after him. Where do you think right. he learned all that shit? Right. He learned it from Mike and it worked for him too. He had won five championships. Right. I, I think I think that the one thing you're taking that I I don't know, man. I mean, I like it. I think it's awesome. Right. I think the whole documentary is great. I'm so glad that they did it. You see Mike in a different light. You have to take the good with the bad as well. So everything about like his father and his gambling addictions and and I don't think he's saying he has a gambling problem. He says I have a competitive problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, guess what, dude? When you're betting thousands and thousands of dollars, that's also gambling, but it also goes with your competitive. Now, if you have the money to do it, yeah. you have the money, just like what, uh, what was it? Uh, um, who was the center? Who was the the, 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 the the big white dude? Bill Winnington? No. Will Purdue. Purdue. Will Purdue, and he said that when he was like, he's in the back with Harper and all these other guys, and they're playing cards for thousands of dollars. He oh, comes yeah. up here to the front with me and the and BJ Armstrong and, and all these other dudes, and we're oh, betting yeah. a dollar. And he goes, why do you want to play with us? Because he says, I want you to say, you have your money's in my pocket. Yeah, I think that was Paxton. No, 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 no. It was, it, it was Paxton, oh, was it? him, and, yeah. and but Will Produce talking about it. Oh, right. okay, okay. And he says, you know, we didn't gamble like Jordan, but that's the way that he was. Right. It, it, the money didn't matter. Right. The, the amount didn't. The gambling was just another outlet for trying to win. It, that's it. He was that competitive over and over and over again to where you look at his whole career. I mean, he jumped into after basketball, yeah. tried to be head dude over at the Wizards and yada mm -hmm. yada and everything. And, and now he's got money into the Hornets and all that. And, and so I, I agree with what the dude's trying to do, man. But you just look at his drive and it's uncanny. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of. When we started out to do this podcast, we knew we were going to be bad. We're still not, you know, pros at it or anything, but there is a strive to get better. And a, well, you a learn will, every day. Yeah. And a will to do better. I'm not in here berating anybody, but <laughs> there's a way to get it done. And that's really just a competition with myself than it is with anybody else. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, I can relate to that. And if, if you can relate to it, then you understand where Michael's right. coming from, and it's a good watch. I think it's a, it's a competitive drive. I think a lot of people have it. I think a lot of people are born with it, and some people don't know it. Yeah. You know, and I feel sorry for them, but that's their thing. Or you they're know just saying? not wired that way. They're, right. That's that's what it is. Or like, not raised that way. I had a conversation with my coworker the other day, and I said, dude, I'm in this business to be number one. And when, and yeah. when it's all said and done, I want to be at a certain place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've worked my ass off to get X, Y, Z and where I'm at because of this kind of crap. I've, you, you know, whatever. But, but mm. that's my drive to do that. I'm, I, I will work two jobs to pay a rent to, to, to work a job that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? There's mm. certain things that people, it, it's, it's, you're uh, making compromises. Right. Right. To do what you want to do and make it work. But I think when you look at this thing, you look at Jordan and you're like, man, he was a fucking beast. He was the best because he made himself the best. But also he had to realize he knew he was the best, but he had to realize I can't do this on my own. 
And that's where Phil comes into play. So I think it was all the yeah. perfect storm, everything together. Well, he made a lot of compromises. He made a lot of sacrifices in his life to make it to where he was. I think it's just awesome. I think watching it, he you, you, you get so pumped up, and you're like, dude, this guy, you know, and, and everything that he was. But then the stories, though, I mean, you know, even, of course, we've already talked about this, but, like, uh, Dennis Rodman taking a – I'm going to take a vacation in the middle of the season or, or I mean, you know, just so much that, that went into it yeah. and, and the way that Phil Jackson handled everything. Yeah. You know, I think that's part two of the last dance. They need to focus on the way that he did these things because people knew that he was a great coach mm-hmm. with all that, but then he had to manage those egos, dude. I mean, Scotty Pippen really didn't have one, but he was a badass player. Dennis Rodman had an ego. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan had an ego. Oh, yeah. Steve Kerr had an ego. A lot of these people did, and he had to manage that and get the best out of them and say and play cohesively. That's a hard fucking job. Oh, yeah. I think that a lot of that has to do with why MJ decided he would never, he didn't want to play for another coach. It's because Phil pulled it all together so well. And then he goes and plays for the Wizards. No, that, was, <laughs> that was more of like a let me get on the court and show you how it's done. Right. Toughen these guys up. But also, yeah, it's just his drive, too. Was Gilbert yeah. Arenas on that team, by the way? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No, it was like Kwame Brown. Okay, yeah. Okay. It was like the group before Gilbert and Karan Butler and all them. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm forgetting about because I didn't take good notes on it. Because honestly, like, if you want to know everything there is to know about the Jordan documentary, this probably isn't the right place for you. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch it? Yeah, just go watch it. Just, just go watch it. I mean, if you I can, can recommend it. <laughs> Fuck that. Go watch what it. What I watched on TV this week, uh, the Jordan documentary, go watch it. Go watch it. I give it a 10 out of 10. All day. So all day. That's really all I can do. I don't want to sit here and dissect it. I just don't no. feel like it. No. You can get that on ESPN or whatever. <laughs> like you can get that anywhere. <laughs> why do I have, like, why should I even bother? Yeah, now you're right. I would rather be able to just sit and watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Go watch it. Go watch it. I, I, I told many people, here's what's crazy, is I was talking about this at my job on my radio show. We do a thing called Netflix Check, and it's not just Netflix, but it's things that are streaming or whatnot, and mm-hmm. I talked about it. This girl called in and was like, the Jordan thing is the best thing out there. Now, here's let me ask you this, though. Is it that good because it's that good, or is it that mm-hmm. good because... It's the only thing on when it comes to sports. Or is it because we relate to it because we grew up watching him play during that era? You got a bull's hat right over here to your left that I'm looking at. That's the 98 championship hat. Right? So is it, re- so is it really that good? Or are we making it even better than it is? Yeah, that's a good question. What makes it good? Right. I think it's everything. Because there are a lot of critics. I think it's everything. There are critics. Yeah. But if, yeah. All I know is, is, let me, let me, is Jerry Krause still alive? But there's people that don't even watch basketball that are watching this and are enjoying it. Is Jerry Krause still alive? No, he's, he's passed. Okay. I'm going to look at that. Yeah. He did pass away. He died 2017. You're right. God, he was born 1939. God. Okay. Wow. Well, he's just, he's just Chicago. He lived for 183 years. God. Yeah. I mean, I, I would. It's so crazy because I would like to listen to him now after after this out. 
he did interviews. Some of those interviews are from the uh, late 2000s and stuff in the show. Dude, he worked for the Chicago White Sox. Yeah. I didn't know that. Before. Um, I don't know. Should we, should we wrap it up? Yeah, man, let's wrap it up. Once again, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Laddie, for coming on. Yay. I had a great time, like always. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, we got to figure out a schedule. We got to figure something out to get you, me, and Bo on here on the reg. Yes, that's true, too. I just say on the reg. Just have a move back, dude. It's just way easier for everybody. Yeah, I'll probably just do that. <laughs> Bo, Shit. we missed you. Hope you can get in next week. Hope something happens. We can get you on. Did you get Bo a mug? Um, no, I got to get one to him, though. He'll get one. When he moves back. Worry not. When he, yeah, when he moves back, he gets his coffee mug. That'll be the dangling carrot. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate everybody showing support. Laddie, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, man, of course. Thank you so much, dude. Till next week. Yeah. <laughs>